listening to Drawn to the Flame, a sometimes fortnightly, sometimes monthly podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... Uh, it's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's only so slightly hurt that you snuck off and did another podcast without me. A first look podcast? A first look podcast, yeah. I mean, it yeah. does mean I get I get to listen to the podcast as, as a listener for once, which is nice. Yeah, I, I suppose so. I suppose there's an irony that you've actually looked at the cards before me. It's like a air quotes first look podcast because I'm yeah. one of the last people to look at player cards. Because <laughs> you're on the last look. <laughs> the last look, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is, listener, a very strange episode given that we seem to be really enjoying doing odd, weird, different episodes because in this episode we are absolutely delighted to be able to reveal to you the community an upcoming player card from a future mythos pack that has yet to be um the card has yet to be announced and the pack is not yet out and won't be out probably for at least a couple more weeks so this is a a player card from the next pack so if if you are like frank wanting to avoid any and all spoilers well not like frank in this case uh then Then you can come back to our podcast once you've got Unspeakable Oath. For everyone else who's eager to find out what's coming up, uh, yeah, listen on. So yeah, as Peter mentioned, it's a card from the second Mythos pack of the Karkaisa cycle, the Unspeakable Oath. And we should also make it really clear that we're announcing this card because FFG have sent it to us and and let us announce it. We've not stolen it from a playtester or something like that. We've been given the thumbs up from FFG Marketing to announce this card for the first time to the community. So that's why we have it. Yeah, Frank and I, uh, there was a few chants we went through and then uh, a portal to uh, the FFG uh, alternate dimension opened. Yeah, exactly. And and, uh, Matt extended a a slimy tentacle and dropped it out for us. And then we had to run for our lives. Yeah. And here we are to tell the tale. (laughs) From both of us, huge thank you to... Matt, of course, at FFG, who's just a fantastic figurehead for this game and really supportive. And also to Josh in marketing, who's uh, put up with all of my emails and, and been really cool about talking about what sort of card we'd want to do and and finding something that fits with the podcast and also their marketing schedule. So yeah, thank you to both of you. So we've been teasing this this card all week on our on our Facebook page. So uh, thank you for bearing with us with the teasing, and thanks for all the comments and uh, and guesses as to what it might be. Yeah, thank you very much. So, I suppose without further ado, I, f- I feel like people are probably desperate that they're, they're asking us to stop uh, blathering on. <laughs> yeah, how much longer can we tease before <laughs> it's got to begin? So we have. It is. Uh, I'll start at the top. Do you want me to go? Please. You want me to do it now? You sure? Yes, please, Peter. No, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Right, whenever so, you're ready. Okay, okay. Take your time. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to do it. Okay. <clears throat> right. This this is the Storm of Spirits. It's a three cost event. It has a willpower pip and a combat pip, and it's a, a spell. Okay. Uh, that's all. All the boring stuff done. Right. What does it do? Okay. It is a fight. This attack uses willpower instead of combat. If you succeed. 
Instead of its standard damage, this attack deals 2 damage to each enemy at your location. Any additional damage is dealt to the attacked enemy. If a skull, cultist, tablet, elder thing or autofail symbol is revealed during this attack, deal 1 damage to each investigator at your location. There is quite a lot to get one's head around there, isn't there? But, oh, I, the one thing I didn't mention is it's a mystic card. <laughs> it would be obvious yeah. if you've been looking at our page, but <laughs> I didn't mention that. It's so very purple. So, yeah, bottom line, this deals... if It's a fight, and if it's successful, you deal two damage to each enemy at your location. Yeah, and it's a fight event. So, although it, using willpower to fight as a shriveling or song of the dead sort of thing this is actually in the same realm as a blinding light using willpower to evade or an astral travel using you don't even need to use willpower to move but using a spell to move so yeah it's filling out what you can use willpower as a replacement effect for in mystic i suppose let's just i just want to go over that text again so you you fight you use willpower in combat and if you succeed you don't do one damage as normal you do two damage to each enemy at your location and then there's text in italics in brackets saying any additional damage is dealt to the attacked enemy potentially if you had if if you were a party of four and each of you had an enemy engaged with you you could use this to fight any of those enemies and as long as you succeed you do two damage to all of them so you could do two four six eight damage in one spell at a best case scenario. That's not even best case. Best case could be anything. However enemies there are in the game. Yeah. In Curtain Call, there's that backstage location that spawns a copy of rats or two copies if you're three or four players. So you can suddenly end up with a, a couple of extra enemies on you and having something that can sort of clear out multiple enemies in one go that isn't asking your guardian buddy to sling a dynamite blast on your head <laughs> is pretty potent. Um, just before we get into what we think this card could be used for, because we've, we've been talking about this and thinking about this, and I think there's a lot to unpack with this. So it, in brackets, it says, any additional damage is dealt to the attacked enemy. Now, well, you had a chat with Matt about the rules implications of this, didn't you, Frank? Yeah, so we were sort of scratching our heads what what additional damage is there, because this is a... This is a test using willpower, but it is a fight. But so you can't you can't commit vicious blow to it because it's a willpower test. It's not a a combat test, and it's yeah slightly confusing if you're doing this sort of group damage rather than targeting a single enemy. And so I said to to Matt, is the clause about additional damage for double or nothing shenanigans if you've doubled the effect? And he replied, actually, double or nothing would just double the whole damn thing. I mean, I, I think you can see how proud he is of his own handiwork there the additional damage clause is if you had something that added damage like vicious blow although obviously that doesn't work here but you get the idea so was he was he wiggling his eyebrows suggestively when he said well and i said okay i said so if there's ever a, a willpower vicious blow style card and he said that's right and then he said, or oh, like an asset that adds damage to spells. Oh. And then he put in brackets, does not exist, but you get the idea. Yeah. Oh, I heard the clang as that hint dropped to the floor there. Yeah, exactly. And I, I did I did push him a little bit there. And he said, it's ju- it's at this, at this point, it's a just-in-case yeah, clause. Yeah. So should we in future have uh, an ally that pumps up the power of all of your spells or 
you know, almost like a sort of Lita Chantler style thing, but not a reaction. That's covered with this that you do if you're you're doing all your spells do one additional point of damage. Storm of Spirits would do two damage to each enemy and one additional to the targeted enemy. What what else is there interesting about this card from a rules perspective? I think one of the things I like is that it doesn't trigger an attack of opportunity because it's a fight action. Yep. In a pinch, you can use this if you haven't got your shriveling down and you have a two health enemy engage with you or even just at your location. Yeah, the other thing that's interesting is the, the, the two damage to everyone is only if you succeed. So if you fail and you're attacking an enemy engaged with another investigator, you're just doing them a single point of damage. So when you attack an enemy engaged with another investigator with shriveling, you're running the risk of doing two damage to whichever poor person is having shriveling directed at them. But with this, missing is 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 pretty weak. And really the way that they've added to make it slightly more risky is that that additional clause about the special tokens dealing extra damage to investigators, which is a, it's a not to be sniffed at, right? That skull, cultist, tablet, elder thing, or autofail symbol, one damage to each investigator at your location. In that scenario where there are four enemies and four investigators all in the same place, you could potentially be doing eight damage to the enemies and also four damage to the investigators. Which is yeah, getting true, up true. there for amount of damage piled off in. But then, if you've got that many enemies at your location, I think that's a fair price to pay for dealing two damage to one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, so the other thing which I quite like, and it, we've actually used this in a different with a different collection of cards, is that you can aim your fight at a lower combat value enemy or fight value enemy. Sorry. So say you've yeah. got um, you know a rats and then servant of the lurker. At your location, <laughs> yeah, and you want to deal two damage to them both. You attack the rats, and then you also deal two damage to the servant. Yeah, very useful, clearing out the the rats and leaving the servant. That also makes me think. Then one of the really frustrating things about weak enemies like mobsters, rats, uh, whippoorwills is that they turn off Machete's bonus damage clause because your Guardian can end up with a bunch of enemies and they actually aren't then getting their their extra damage because they've got too many enemies engaged with them. And Storm of Spirits is a really useful location clearer in that regard because it clears off all the weenies so that you can then carry on hitting with your Machete. It's making me think maybe Zoe would potentially think about this in one of her five off-class slots oh my word i'd never even thought about that yeah yeah <laughs> she has she has four willpower so that's not terrible at all that's, that really isn't bad yeah if we think about the dunwich investigators you've got zoe who might like it ashcan pete might really like it as well it's a different kind of fight if he's getting mobbed um, there's only so many times he can use duke to attack in a turn unless he's um pulling elder sign yeah Let's roll all the way back and just look at some of the the base details of it. It's a three-cost event. This, to me, is really hammering home that Mystic is fast becoming the pricey faction. A lot of the good cards, if you want to include situational cards like Astral Travel and Hypnotic Gaze, are three-cost. Right of Seeking's four-cost. Shriveling's three-cost. If you've then got an ally that's not Arcane Initiate, the, the price really ramps up. And I think this card comes at a really good time because we know of Uncaged the Soul and Alchemical Transmutation and I think Mystica best place to have buckets of cash and forbidden knowledge, of course. I think I think the other thing interesting then 
along those lines is that Safina is the is is a rogue mystic. Uh, she, yeah, could, she, yeah. she could take this card, but she also has access to a lot of the the rogue uh, money cards. So your lone wolf or your uh, hot streak, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So she can really roll in the cash. And then also, if she gets this underneath her her investigator card, she can wow. not only copy it, you know, five times. She can also draw it and then play it when an enemy is engaged with her without triggering an attack of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking to you about how much I've been playing and enjoying Safina and timing that drawing cards out from underneath you is really a really interesting challenge. Obviously not because of the risk of attack of opportunities, but yeah. So we've got a Safina in our blind playthrough team and uh, the player is, uh, he, he's focusing on making Safina almost like a burst damage dealer. So she's got a lot of tricksy events and she can take down bosses really easily. Uh, but with Storm of Spirits Great. then, if, if he takes this in her... She's got another trick up her, up her sleeve for dealing with a huge room of enemies. So it's the kind of situation where you're all sitting around thinking, oh, scratching your head, saying, how do we get out of this? You know, there's too many enemies here for us all to attack. And this person's in trouble over here. And then, boom, yeah. Safina shows up, clears the room out. And as you pointed out, if you double or nothing this test, you're doing four damage to each enemy at your location. Exactly. Which is potentially taking out some pretty beefy enemies. Yeah. And if you're... Double or nothing, a, a rat's test, or even a two fight to four fight, that's still still pretty good in Safina that she can her willpower can comfortably creep up to six or seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, she, good because she's got that flexibility to target something with a lower fight value. Yeah, yeah. And note this also: really this can also hit stuff that's uh, engaged with the, the investigators. So if you know without without risk to that investigator. Yeah, uh, it can also hit stuff that's aloof. Yeah, so if you have really it, useful, right? If you're struggling to deal with whippoorwills or or the um, the Rougarou, you know this is another way to attack those guys. Yeah, or the man in the pallid mask. Exactly. Yeah, hit them for another another two damage. And we've seen more aloof enemies so far in Carcosa. I won't name them now for people who haven't played Carcosa, but there's at least two scenarios that have aloof enemies in them and having efficient ways of engaging and dealing with them or not engaging them at all is very useful. Obviously on that aloof note, just for full clarity, you can't initiate the fight action against the aloof enemy because you can't attack aloof enemies. But were there to be two enemies in a location, you could play Storm of Spirits and fight against the other enemy and the bonus damage would also then spill onto the aloof enemy. I think it, it's definitely a card, it's a bit like Taunt in that it gives you a lot of extra action efficiency when you're in a really tricky situation. So it, yeah. it's not an ev- everyday yeah. card, but it's a very good card to have in your back pocket when things go south. Yeah, as you alluded to, at a pinch, you're playing three to do two damage to an enemy. And that's not terrible. doesn't feel... It's not terrible, it's not... But it's nothing to write home about either. It's a... It's fine you know in 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 much the same way actually i'd I'd probably put it in the same bracket then as sneak attack where sneak attack you're paying two for two damage but you also need to have passed an evade test so it's two actions two resources two damage this is one action three resources two damage both of them are, are a single test so so in in that bracket it's not terrible but it's not amazing but also it doesn't have to be the best case scenario for this to be a strong card. As soon as there are two enemies, you're paying three for four damage. Yeah. And that starts to feel quite nice. And then 
any further enemies. Pay three for six damage is really good. And even if you're you're just killing, even if there's one health enemies at your location and you're just killing them off, that you know it's still killing enemies. I think yeah. most of the time people would be playing this to for two enemies to deal four damage with two enemies, probably killing at least one of them. Yeah, I've just thought as well. Even looking at the art, which by the way is incredible and looks like she's sort of bursting out of a pool of water or something, it's just made me think of the end of Carnival, where you're not drawing encounter cards anymore. You're just hunting for writhing appendages, and they're all yes. two health. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So you can end up in in one mythos phase of everyone drawing a writhing appendage, and then you're like, oh, you know, the 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 brawler is like, well, I won't be rowing this turn. I'm only going to be punching my way clear. And at that point, Safina or whichever mystic it is says, no, 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 I will be taking care of all of the writhing appendages. <laughs> yeah. Which is sort of incredible. I've often found myself in in Carnival actually swarmed by enemies as well. So this this is definitely a good card to, to be packing then. Yeah, I think I think it's because it's because it's one way traffic and it's a it's a single loop. There are no there's no options to kind of veer off at all or or lead enemies down blind alleys or things like that. So often you just end up with a traffic jam. This is why one way systems can be problematic. It's also a spell, and we should just touch on its trait. We like spells. We yeah, think we spells, like spells are great. Yeah, it, it's one of the keywords that's had the most support, I guess. That we've yeah. got Ar- Arcane Initiate, we've got Uncage the Soul. Yeah, so Uncage is, is a great... It's worth mentioning Uncage. If you play Uncage to play this, you will get the three-cost reduction. But because you're playing an event that isn't a fight, you'll get the attack of opportunity before you start resolving storm of spirits if you're looking to use uncage the soul as one of your main economy cards in a mystic deck you're going to have to be saving that for playing your shriveling or your right of seeking or playing other cards because playing uncage for this you'll get the cost reduction but at an extra hit yeah the the other thing about this as as a spell means that spirit of thame can boost the willpower test grounded can boost the, the willpower test if you if you're looking for that it's not just a willpower check, it's a spell willpower check. And we've seen already in Echoes of the Past that that is getting its own sort of little extra support. There's a few enemies that are that either receive extra damage or, or, or lower uh, lower combat values against spells as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, great example. <laughs> so when can people expect to see this card? Just let's, let's re- reiterate that. So this is a player card from the Unspeakable Oath, which is the second Mythos pack of the Path to Carcosa cycle, and that will probably be the third or fourth Thursday in November. Yeah. So I think hopefully going... from when this episode goes out three weeks' time. We don't have any inside information about when this pack will be coming out, but judging by how the Dumbwich Legacy went, we'll be looking around the 23rd of November. Great. So if you're a Sephina player with Adaptable, maybe hold on for your Adaptable choice until this pack comes out and you can slot one of these in. I'm certainly going to be encouraging my friend to be doing that. Do you think Do you think Daisy likes this card? Or is this too specifically a really combat-focused deck and Daisy doesn't lean so strongly into combat? I, I was thinking about this as, as we were talking about it, actually. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. I think I would... It depends on, on, on how big your party is, I think, with Daisy in it. If if you're 
you're running, say, solo or two-player, maybe you want Daisy to take a more offensive role. And it can be another panic button in Daisy, similar to something like Mind Over Matter or um, I've Got a Plan. Yeah. And the question at that point is, do you want I've Got a Plan and saving up clues to do four damage in one hit? Or do you want... Maybe you run one I've Got a Plan and one Storm of Spirits and you... So you've got a choice for like a big damage for a boss or a choice for this area effect. Yeah, yeah quite damage possibly, yeah. Get swamped by enemies. Yeah. Although we're seeing more and more scenarios that don't rely on clues or, or use some other mechanic aside from clues. Yeah. Or aside from investigating to, to progress the plot. So, yeah, um, yeah, I've got a plan can really leave you high and dry at certain occasions. That's true. That's very true. But whereas once Daisy gets higher education down, you know, she can she can storm away. This does leave you high and dry if you're fighting, say, a, a four or five health enemy. You can hit it for two, and then at that point, you're still, you know, like any one-shot event, if it doesn't immediately resolve the issue for you, you're stuck sort of twiddling your thumbs and going, oh, actually, my dear guardian friend, yeah. would you be so kind to... I definitely think it's, it's focused more on an offensive spellcaster, so someone like Agnes, I think... And and maybe Akachi. I mean, Akachi is any kind of spellcaster that you want. So yeah, yeah. I mean, for Akachi, it doesn't have charges, so it's maybe slightly less useful. But certainly, the people I've seen playing Akachi recently have had so many resources that a card like this would fit in really well. I mean, I'd, because I'd, they can they can afford it, and yeah, I still occasionally run Blinding Light in in Agnes. And for the damage, som- right? So- sometimes just as a way of, yeah, straight up dealing damage. Sometimes evading an enemy is useful if you've got someone else who's, if you've got a massive enemy, say, or, you know, someone else has got I've got a sneak attack ready ready to play. But I think actually this takes the place of it if I was ever considering putting bra- Blinding Light in. Yeah, certainly for, for a damage dealing Agnes, you'd probably be happy to give up the evade and the small point of damage for a slightly higher cost, more damage card. Yeah. It's another option as well, you know, if those shriveling charges are precious for you, you really you don't want to use them on a rat or a, a tiny enemy. Having this in your arsenal that you can do potentially a, a splash of damage onto a, a group of enemies and then pick off the final enemies with your shriveling charges is really useful. Really useful. Yeah. What a great card. That's my conclusion. Just like my mind's buzzing with stuff. Yeah, same, same. And at that point then we'll stop. We'll put a lid on the buzzing. Yes. Put the bees back in the hive. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, send us a message if you've got thoughts about this card. We're Drawn to the Flame on Facebook and we're Drawn to the Flame on Twitter. You know our email address as well. Really hope you enjoy this little bonus card and we'll post an image of the card with all its text on our Facebook shortly. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Hello, Frank here. Tiny bonus thing. We mentioned in the episode, thank you for guesses, but I just wanted to call out some people by name because some of the guesses were so incredibly good. So the first person I wanted to mention was a chap on Facebook called Simon Andrews. Well done you. Your guess was probably an offensive spell since it's got a fist icon. 
So this, I think this must come out on Tuesday. Going by the art, I'm going to guess some kind of AoE that targets multiple enemies at your location or engaged with you. What a fantastic guess, just from the art and a fist icon. Really like that. But there were two even stronger guesses, and they both were on the Discord channel. Of course, Discord people really uh, know their stuff when it comes to these cards. And they were... Starking 177 and Mr. Trench. Starking 177 gave this fantastic guess. Cost, three, correct. Pips, combat and will, correct. And then he said, name a Lucy Beacon. Unfortunately, not the case. Traits, spirit, occult and spell. Well, spell is right. Deal two damage to each enemy at your location. Reveal a random chaos token. If you pull a bad symbol, you also take two damage. I mean, that's an incredibly good guess. The two damage is spot on. Obviously, he didn't mention it was a fight test, but uh, also taking damage for the bad symbols is kind of right there. But um, Mr. Trench, who was one of the very first guesses, said, I think it's Storm of Spirits, and I also think it is some sort of AoE attack. Lots of text blank. Completely right, Mr. Trench. You were just first in there, smashing it out of the gate. So, yeah, great guess, and thank you for taking part in it. Cheers. Bye. So, who's going to read this? Oh, God, this is, we, this is, this is awkward, yeah. Okay, I, I'll Should do it. Should we try and read it at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> not, not if we haven't rehearsed it. Okay, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah.